Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 122. And we have reached another segment of our snowfall on Fridays. And we about to get into it, break it down, dissect it like we do over here on this platform. We are covering season four, episode eight, titled Betrayal. The description reads, Franklin's world explodes into chaos. Teddy goes up to the proverbial river. So we about to get into it. Um, we have two more weeks of this and we stop on February 4th and we'll be able to get to that number 10 episode that day. And we're going to do a recap and talk about the upcoming season, the predictions, talk about the character development over these four seasons that we just went through. Um, y'all, we made it. We, I told y'all from day one, that first episode I did, I wanted to recap all of Snowfall, and we only got two more to go. So we did the damn thing. Um, so yeah, February 4th will be the last day, and then uh, Snowfall returns February 23rd. That Wednesday night, I'll recap it Thursday night on the 24th, but I'm wondering if they're going to do it like they did it last season. Last season, they had been off a little while, and they dropped episode one and two the same night. So I am hoping they do the same thing for this as well, because it's been a long wait, and we are ready for some snowfall. I will be recapping it each week, every Thursday night. Um. <clears throat> Don't forget, you can always find me on social media. Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And you can always email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. Feel free to inbox me, DM me, or email me if you have any requests. If you want to do a request of a recap, it could be a movie, it could be a TV show, it could be a documentary, it could be a, a music album. All you got to do is hit me up and send in your request for a recap. I will check out your request and get back to you and I will upload it in a few days after. Um, don't forget you can always follow my music playlist. They are exclusively on Spotify. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves and you will see all of my playlists and I got every genre for every mood you gonna be in. So on that note, let's go ahead and get into the show and talk snowfall. Name is Shanice. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. So this episode opened up a little different. It opens and it shows Teddy. He is in Nicaragua. We see a drastic change since season one. A lot of dead bodies, very heartbreaking scene. Um, remember all of the soldiers, everything that they had in season one with Alejandro was over there and he was running everything. They have just been attacked and it took out massive, 
massive bodies, you know, so it just looks really, really sad. And as Teddy is looking around, remember, they were supposed to receive those guns. They never received them because the deal went bad with Avi. So that hurt them as well. And, you know, as Teddy is walking through, looking at everything, he is heartbreaking, but he gets knocked the fuck out and then it goes straight into the opening scene and we get the snowfall letters and this time the letters are all in flames so <clears throat> it goes back to south central and we get that good barbershop talk the paper is out irene's story is out and everybody is talking about it she has put an alias name in there for franklin and his father and, you know, the barbership is talking about the CIA. They talking about the FBI. And they like, you know what? I believe that. They would do some shit like that, bringing that shit over here and putting it in our communities. And they get to talking about Jim Jones, Fred Hampton, and everything that they've done in the past. So, <clears throat> yeah, it goes there. And, you know, everybody in, in, in South Central already know when they read the paper, they're like, this ain't nobody but Franklin Saint. It's Franklin Saint. So as we get all the barbershop talk, it goes to the back room and we know man boy, he owns the barbershop. So they in the back, we got Drew, AKA man boy, Scully, Khadija, and the rest of their crew, they all in the back and man boy talking about, you know what? It all makes sense now why Franklin always get out, you know, get them prices low, why he always getting out of trouble. But you know what? That stops today because I'm going to find out who the CIA is and then we going to move for him now. And as he talking, being delusional child, like the CIA finna work with his ass, Scully like, <laughs> Scully was for the win in this scene right here. He like, man, you will jive scheming motherfucker. <laughs> Sounded like he from the 70s for real. Talk about you old jive. <laughs> so, Khadija ain't trying to hear all that. She still want Leon head on the platter. And man boy tells her like, look, I told you I would take care of Franklin. I would take care of Leon for what they did to your baby. Just like I did back in the day when we got split up and put in them foster homes. And when that foster dad did what he did to you, I took care of him. So believe me when I say I'm going to take care of these motherfuckers. But first, I got a plan in motion. So we go into the next scene. And we see Franklin. We see Leon. We see Jerome, Louie, and Peaches. They in the club. They're having a meeting. Jerome is pissed livid off because he just found out they was really hustling for the CIA and now the paper is out. So he is pissed and he up there talking. <laughs> he called Alton, oh, snitch motherfucker. <laughs> Jerome is pissed as he should be, as he should be. And you know, they are asking questions like you had no idea a journalist was lurking around. You had no idea your dad was going to do this. And like, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to us? And, you know, Franklin season four, ever since he's been shot, he's been not being that Franklin saint that we know, not too sure himself, very shaky. And this scene brought out that old Franklin. He gave a speech of a lifetime. And I am not going to try to repeat what he said. I'm just going to let y'all hear it. 
better say that shit frankly jerome sitting there just looking <laughs> he like let's roll peaches <laughs> so we get into the next scene and we go to the paper and it is busy they getting champagne sent from the time and everything like there's so many uh, outlets reaching out to them big bigger store you know because this paper was on the, the last the last stand and this story just brought them alive and everybody is talking about it so irene is still all business but the, you know everybody else is celebrating it's just so busy and chaotic in this paper right now and um we see they tell her she got a call and the call is from mr x and when she gets the phone it is mr x aka franklin say and he like you know what I want to meet you in person, Miss Ivy. So they set up a meeting. We go into the next scene and we finally see who T has been working for, has been up to this whole time, plotting, plotting, y'all. And when I first seen this um, while it was coming on last year, the whole time, to be honest, when all this was going on, I didn't trust her. But I, I thought it could have been Man Boy. I did because I'm like her and Man Boy. They all went to school together back in the day. So I thought it could have been Man Boy. But I also had another feeling that it was something to do with Claudia. Because remember, I told y'all when we covered season two, Claudia brought up her name. Like your girl Tanasi, she was in here looking for you. Yeah, Tanasi this. So I'm like, maybe she used to mess with Claudia. Or, you know, maybe she wants this club. I knew it was something. And I knew we couldn't trust her, but I thought it had some, something more to do with Claudia. But then I was thinking Man Boy, too, because they all went to school together back in the day. Remember, that's how Franklin knew Man Boy, because they all went to school together. And then Tanasi is supposed to be who he lost his virginity to when he went to school with her. So we see <clears throat> that's what she's been working for. And he, you know, basically doing it so she can get some money from him and to help her brother out because he's been having a rough time in jail. So he getting frustrated because she taking too damn long to bring back the information on the plug. He shoots the damn painting on the wall and tells her, like, look, if I ain't got no plug by the end of the week, you and your brother 
It's some dead motherfuckers. So, she tired of playing games with Franklin. He tired of playing games with her. She tired of lying to Franklin Hill. He tired, she tired, and I'm tired. So, we get into the next scene, and we see a girl ties Teddy up. This is the same girl who knocked his ass out. He pleads with her. You know, he telling her that he brought weapons and he brought this. And, you know, where's Elena? He just wants to see Elena. And she is pissed. Her heart is broken. Her whole family or everybody who she had with her, they're basically dead. It's only basically her left right there. And she drags him to Elena. And we see they were attacked. And Elena's body is laying there. And that was very heartbreaking, especially when you knew how much fight Elena had in her when you go to season one. And then she was even, you know, attacked when Alejandro had to go back and find her at the end of season one. And it showed her not doing well when he gave her the money in season three. So Elena has made multiple appearances. So it was sad to see her laying there and all that fight she had in her. So Teddy just starts crying because he was late and the guns you know he had the issue with the guns so they would have had the weapons but the shit went wrong with ivy and teddy in his way he really cares about this war he wants the war to win he cares for th these people he cares you know um so we get into the next scene and uh when the girl well first when the girl sees he actually cares because first she just thought he was some gringo just you know don't come in and do a job but when she sees the emotion of him she you know unties him and you know tries to help him out so we get into the next scene and i loved this part with the story being out that brings the big boys out teddy's boss he arrives at the office and Gustavo is sitting there and he is not buying it. His boss walk up in there and he like, I need to get into the office, Gustavo. Gustavo like, go on, go on up there, bro. So he go unlock, the, he, he go try to unlock the door and he like, Gustavo, uh, the door is locked. Gustavo sitting there all calm. Well, if it's locked, somebody must doesn't want you in there. <laughs> Man, the boss tries to talk his little shit and do a little threat. Like, do you know who I am? Gustavo puts that little pistol out on the table and he walks his ass on out. He lets him know, I don't care who he is. I don't work for you. You might be Reed boss, but you ain't my boss. So I love that scene with Gustavo. And we seen more of what Gustavo was about in season four. Um, we get to the next scene and we see Irene. She does meet up with Franklin at her favorite bar. She like, hand over your CIA masters and I won't put your name anywhere in it. You and your family is out of it. And she pulls out that damn recorder. But Franklin is not out in Irene. He is not about to sing like a church mouse. And they throw light threats at each other. And Franklin tells her, like, look, you can be a martyr all you want to. But do you know who you messing with? This is the U.S. government. They might not come after you. They might come after Henry. They might even come after Jane. And then that kind of shakes her. She's like, hey, you leave my family out of this. <laughs> Hell, you should have. 
Well, Irene is an old school journalist. Some old school journalists don't be playing, but um, Irene, you you knew what you was getting into once you went after these people. So it goes into the next scene, you know, after Franklin, he gets up all cool and goes back to the pool table, like, who went it over here? So <clears throat> Alton shows up at Sissy's home. He pleads his case. He like, look, I got top notch. He getting us passports and we can get out. We can be in Havana by tomorrow. All I want is you with me. I love you. And he does realize that, you know, he like, I did the right thing. Somebody had to do something, but at the same time, I didn't do it the right way. And she like, no, I could have understood it, but you chose a damn reporter over your family. You should have came to me. So <clears throat> Alton does see his wrongs because, like I said, I always, you know, agreed this is a domino effect. This this was a domino effect on, on the black community, no matter how you want to look at it. But at the same time, I never agreed with how he went about this. I never agreed it. And when you do your research and you see, you know, they got him playing a um on Black Panther, that the Black Panther stood for the community and it wasn't scary. So, you know, I get it. But let's get back on the subject. Um, we'll talk more about all of that in episode 10 when we do a character build up and break down. So <clears throat> He pleads his case and he want his wife with him. He like, we can be out of here. We got fake everything. So he tells her like, look, if um you need to get up and uh, touch with me, I'll be at the shelter. So Teddy at his office, his CIA boys, they show back up and Gustavo is 10 steps ahead of him. He done clinked shit out. Sidebar about Gustavo. Despite the dumb things he did in the earlier part of this season, out of pain. He only did that dumb stuff out of pain for losing his family the way that he did. Gustavo is doing the damn thing, handling business better without Lucia. Lucia, the one who kind of crumbled the business in season two. But we see what a boss he was when he got to working with Teddy Independent and he built that tunnel and built up his own little operation. We see what Gustavo is all about. So I cannot wait to season five to see what he's going to be about as well. So we get into the next scene. Jerome and Louis, they argue. They argue about going to Fatback's funeral. She pleads with them like, look, Please do not go. It is a bounty on our head. If Scully them find one of us. And he tells her, like, look, <clears throat> I'm putting all y'all bitches on notice. <laughs> and he like, you know what? Them boys in the projects, them the only ones I can trust right now. Because you and Franklin, y'all full of shit. And he like, you know what, Cleopatra? You can stay here on your ivory tower all you want to. I'm going at Fatback Funeral. That we gonna we gonna show him and his people some respect. So he bounces out. Jerome has had it. Jerome is frustrated. He is pissed. They should have told him. They should have told him and Leon everything. I get not telling everybody, but Leon and Jerome should have been put up on everything. And you know, Louis is his woman. You like you've been keeping this secret for over a year. So he bounces out. She gets to screaming. We go into the next scene, and Teddy leaves Nicaragua. But he does give the girl some money. He feels really bad for her. And he gives her some money. He like, you know what? Costa Rica is not too far from here. Everything you've been through, go start a new life. So when uh, 
he stays the night. Poor Elena. I feel bad for Elena. Um, when he stays the night, he does leave the money and everything out. And when he wakes up to leave the next day, we see the girl took the money. So she must have did go try to start her a new life. And <clears throat> we get into the next scene. And we see Judas T. Child. She shows up with her Jazabelle spirit to help Franklin. Well, to pretend like she's helping Franklin. And she like, anything you need, I can help you. She get the massage in his little shoulders. Child, T go sit your ass down. So while she up there trying to play like she the perfect little girlfriend and just want to help, we go into the next scene. Sissy is shaking her little hips, child, getting ready for her little meeting with Paul Davis. And she get a knock at the door before she can leave with the meeting for Paul Davis. And we got Paul Davis. I don't know if that was his attorney, his assistant, his associate. I don't know. But somebody who worked for Paul Davis showed up at the door, handed her back over the money like, um, we no longer need this. She like, huh? She like, it was a gift. I'm on my way to meet Paul now. Oh, no, no, you're not. Paul says, you know, we're, we're no longer going to do business together. <laughs> Sissy is pissed because one thing she loved doing, she was finally doing stuff that she never dreamed she could do that she always wanted to do. And Paul Davis opened up the door where she could get into bigger deals with real estates and everything and that door just was closed on her hill she done lost her man that shake that shakes her world up so we get into the next scene and the pushback starts with the government the government officials they show up from the pentagon and the paper everybody who works with paper looking around and that's when she it's real you can't just go messing and making claims about the c to the i to the a aka crack in america you can't do that you can't go after them you can't mess with clowns in action because they are very 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 powerful okay so they all show up and they is ready to shut this damn paper down and um, I'm going to try to get to it. Hopefully we can. I got some things planned for the podcast for February. But if we can get it in before season five start, I do want to do um, a recap on Gary Webb, who they try to say Irene character was based off of, but it was absolutely not. Uh, Gary Webb was a real one, though. And he was a reporter who broke this story, who went through a lot and had a very tragic death. I do want to talk about him. I'm going to try to fit it in here. And um, the CIA, when the story did hit, but it hit really in the 90s, they did go down there. Even we, I, I really want to talk about that, but that'll probably be in February, and I'm going to try to fit it in before uh, season five hits. So we go into the next scene, and we get the Fatback's funeral. Everyone arrives. Louis shows up, and when they kind of point at Louis. Uh, Jerome looks and you know they just got into that big argument but don't get it twisted Jerome loved him some damn Louis he he loved Louis ain't no way around it he loved him some Louis so as soon as he see her face he get to smiling she get to smiling he do that dramatic walk up to her like, hey baby you know and why he's doing that we see Khadijah and her two shooters they come spraying they shoot a couple people but they get Louis, which breaks Jerome heart. And this scene was shot very, very, very well. Very well. A very beautiful scene. 
like just on how the dramatics was and how you know she just bust out crying that was damn good acting and how he kind of like held her you like i love you i love you because you know jerome loved him some louis that's that old school love shit so we get that when we get to the hospital leon him and franklin you know they go to do their little side talk and leon tells him like franklin that one no scully and that one no man boy that was that little girl's mama khadijah and best to believe she might be back and best to believe that's probably the one who killed fat back so here come t ear hustling and she like that was khadijah so she offers to help to see who the other people was driving and franklin like okay you know so Franklin also asked Leon, like, look, you know, when Jerome, when we know everything good with Louie, he going to be ready for payback. He going to go straight down to that barbershop and they're going to be ready. I got to make a run, but keep Jerome here. So we go into the next scene and Irene, she starts getting stuff together because she knows. She knows shit about to get real. When she seen the government official showing up and when Franklin threw out his little threat, he knew who Jane was. He knew who Henry was. She is getting all her things together. She gives some secret things that she, you know, don't want nobody to know she got that she care about the Henry. And Henry, like, <laughs> Henry trying to warn her. He tell her, you know, he love her. He even offers her to stay with him. And remember, he had already told her he's seeing somebody, but he like, look, she can go home for a couple of days. I want you safe. I love you. I married you. And she like, nope, I, I did this. I'm a journalist. I knew what I was getting into. Just take the stuff. But I want to spend one last night in my house. <sighs> Irene, bitch, if you don't leave that damn raggedy ass apartment and go with Henry. <sighs> so we get to the next scene. And T warns man boy about Jerome. She like, look, he might show up from what happened at the funeral. And she tells him, like, you know, you got to calm Khadijah down. She didn't came shooting. She didn't shot Louie. So, you know, she put man boy up on standby and he is ready. He is ready. So Teddy arrives back and his boss is waiting on him with a lot to say. So his boss fills him in on the story and everything going on. And he got to fill his boss in on the attack that they had. So we go back to the next scene and we go to the hospital and Sissy and Franklin, they have a talk. Sissy is tired. Sissy is tired. She done lost her man. She done lost her career with Paul Davis. She tells Franklin she moving out that damn house and she ain't going with Alton. She ain't going with him. She about to start taking care of herself. She tired of standing in between the day beef. She is tired. So Franklin tells her, like, look, please don't leave. Let me just step away for a minute. I got to go handle some business. I'll be back in an hour. He meets up with the furious Teddy. A Teddy pissed off. And, you know, Franklin is like, I thought you was gone. Like, I thought you just left me out the drive. Now Teddy does tell him, like, look, I told you I was with you to the end. I'm in it just like you. But we got to get into some action now. He tells him, like, look, you put a muzzle on your father. And I'm going to take care of this Irene reporter chick. In the meantime, he puts a little buzz in Franklin's ear. He like, Franklin, I am here with you. I'm here. But look at me, Franklin. Don't trust 
anybody. This was very, very, very important because this made Franklin, you know, he has been so shaken. He hasn't been himself. This made him go and that brain go back to the old Franklin that we know. And that's put a spark. Franklin's don't trust nobody. So we get the next scene and we see Louie gets out of surgery. Jerome, he kind of rushes to her. And when he sees all the tubes and how she looks, Jerome breaks down. He he breaks down. He he breaks down. T shows up. She tells him, like, look, that was Black Diamond and Dallas who was rolling with Khadijah. They used to be dancers, but now they hustlers. And they about their money. So she tells him, well, you know, Drew is working for the plug. He looking for your plug and he been looking hard. So she basically kind of maneuvers her way into talking to Franklin into, you know, doing a brokerage deal with um with man boy to, to cause, you know, peace in the calm Khadijah ass down. And Franklin's like, all right, Drew, huh? He, that, that clicked in. He like, Drew, huh? Not man boy, Drew, huh? Okay. Well, go, go. It's fine. Go, go let him know the plan is on. We, we, we can do a brokerage deal. And then Le, Le, Leon like, hold on. Franklin, do, do you think we can? Franklin like, we can't trust nobody. Nobody. So she think she didn't, you know, made this deal. So she thinks. So she thinks, y'all. So, Two-Face T, she talks Franklin into working the brokerage out with Drew, so she thinks. And, you know, Franklin talks to Leon about that. We get the old Franklin back, and he like peaches. Go get that damn car. So, when Franklin sends her off, Jerome breaks down. He breaks down. And Teddy and Gustavo... <laughs> they go on a mission. <laughs> they go on a mission. Straight CIA style. <sighs> CIA, aka crack in America, aka like the DEA, like the call of the CIA, clowns in action. I didn't make that up. That was the DEA. Okay. So they go on a CIA mission. They break into Irene's home where she just had to stay in for one more night. When Henry tried to get her to go, and they inject her ass with a needle. So, that was the last part of we seen of Irene in this episode. In this episode. We go into the next scene. <laughs> and Jerome, after he broke down, he come out the hospital room. Baby. Baby. Jerome is ready for payback. Jerome, like, Leon, go get your motherfucker. <laughs> We about to go kill these motherfuckers at this motherfucking barbershop. Leon, like, hold on, big homie. Hold on. I I, I know, but, but Franklin. Fuck Franklin. I'm <laughs> 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 <So> sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Jerome. I love you some Jerome. So T shows up at her happy ass house. She gets on that phone, happy as hell. She calls a man boy. She like, look, he said he gonna do the deal. But look, let me warn you, Jerome, 
he is ready for payback. So be looking out. He like, oh, we ready. She goes to sit on that couch. She takes a deep inhale. And as she's inhaling, we just see that cane creeping up behind her. <laughs> hey, T. So how long you been playing me? Peaches pulls that pistol out. And that was my recap for season four. Episode 8 titled Betrayal of Snowfall I hope you guys enjoyed it Y'all know I love me some snowfall Man I can't wait to February 23rd So don't forget to come back next Friday We gonna do episode 9 And then on February 4th Please return That podcast will be a little lengthy So make sure y'all get y'all a drink Y'all wine Y'all whatever you drink You smoke You roll up Whatever you do Even if you just do water or tea Come and sit and kick it with me as we break down season four, episode 10 of Snowfall on February 4th. And that will conclude our Snowfall on Friday segments. And then also when we get done recapping, we're going to talk about character development from season one to season four. And then we'll go into the predictions because then we'll be caught up and then we can start predicting what's going to happen and then breaking down that trailer. So as always, I love you, my podcast family. Thank you always for your support. And do not forget to come back Sunday because we will be recapping Power Book 2 Ghost season two, episode eight. It's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.